When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Life is always happening for me, not to me. And once you understand life is happening for you, not to you, it's the biggest game changer. Because now you're, you know, you're, I think it was Albert Einstein says, you can treat everything as a miracle or nothing as a miracle. Two ways to approach life. And once you start living it from that, everything is a miracle. It's always happening for me. It's always a blessing in disguise. My challenges are blessings. My triggers are my treasures. That I just got served up a big heaping lump of coal. And that's because it's, it's a diamond in disguise waiting for me to get the message and lesson from it that I need to transmute it into its fullest potential. And when you start navigating that way, the only thing to do is trust the mystery, right? I don't fully know why this huge heaping lump of coal was just served up. I just know that I trust the process of my life. I trust the mystery. I trust the setup. I trust the game that it's all actually happening for love. And once you realize that love is all there is, that is synonymous with source, consciousness, God, the universe, love, another great name for it. The seven chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body, from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to My 7 Chakras. And now, your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's up, Action Tribe? AJ here, host and founder of My 7 Chakras, my7chakras.com, the show where we help you calm your mind, relax your nervous system, and experience the joy and bliss that you deserve. In today's episode, we talk about some really amazing topics, including manifestation, abundance, awareness, and how you can use the golden key to make your dreams come true. So if you're excited about this episode and you'd like to support our efforts, then make sure that you hit the subscribe button right now because it does something to the algorithm so that people who not normally would come across our show will mystically, magically you know, come across it. So hit subscribe, hit follow if you're on Spotify. And before we listen to today's episode, let's listen to our latest iTunes review by RD, who writes, fantastic show. AJ does a great job with the interviews. He gleans the most pertinent information from his incredibly learned subjects. As a host, AJ is always down to earth and respectful of his guests and audience members through his podcasts and breathwork sessions. He is able to help his listeners align with their higher self to uncover their true purpose for living in this challenging time. Hashtag my seven chakras, hashtag action tribe. So if you'd like to write us an iTunes review as well uh, and have me give you a shout out, then make sure you go to my seven chakras.com forward slash review. My seven chakras.com forward slash review. With that being said, let's bring on our special guest for today, Brandon Beecham. 
Brandon Beecham is the host of the Positive Head podcast, founder of the Conscious Community Hub, The Mystic Manor in Los Angeles, and he's the host and producer of the new late night style consciousness elevating variety show, Optimistic. And on this episode, we'll talk about his journey and his newly launched book, The Golden Key, Modern Alchemy to Unlock infinite abundance. So Brandon, welcome to our show. Thank you, AJ. Such a pleasure. What a cool review, by the way, you got there at the top of the show. I I so love that. Absolutely. I mean, reviews are wonderful, right? I mean, as you... Keeps you going. Might agree. It's the fuel. I mean, just a little bit of feedback. I mean, we don't get too attached to the feedback, right. too attached to the results. And as we're going to explore in our in our episode, you know, but every once in a while, a review helps, keeps us going, gives us the fuel that we need. Um, but like, you know, every episode, we usually start from the beginning. So Brandon, where were you born? And um, tell us about the first few years of your life. Yeah, I was born. Uh, I always ask that too. I love to, you know, for my guests, like, Give us a little bit of background. It's always it's always good. Um, so uh, I was not born with this little magic wand in my hand. I actually grew up in a very conservative uh, Christian sort of upbringing on the East Coast in Virginia, actually. And um, yeah, you know, I had a very traditional sort of upbringing and, uh, and it made my way out to Southern California, you know, Los Angeles area currently about 20 years ago. So um, I kind of slowly made it across across the, the country, went to college in Nashville, Tennessee, and then, you know, just kept going, kept going west. And here we are. So, yeah, that, that's how it all began. That's where it all began. Nice. And what influence did your parents play in, in the formative years, like the first seven years <clears throat> in your life? Great question. Um, you know, I, I received a lot of nurturing and love from my mother and my grandmother, particularly, um, you know, my father was there. My parents are still together, actually. And, uh, you know, I, his influence, I think, was more felt when I was a little bit older. But, uh, you know, for me, I, I've really been blessed to not have a lot of, like, trauma or challenges to overcome, I would say, less than the majority of people I come across. And, I'm super blessed. I, I believe that's sort of a setup for the work that I'm now doing. You know, it, it enabled me by having that very nurturing environment without a lot of things that maybe, you know, many people deal with um, as challenges. It, it really allowed me to, you know, kind of sail through my younger years where it can be so challenging for so many people and, uh, you know, sort of land in, in the space that I'm in now and, and, you know, a lot of people spend their whole lives overcoming the trauma that happened to them those first seven years, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, on the flip side of that, if it's, it's super healthy and nurturing, it can be like, you know, uh, something that, that just propels you to be able to, to, to do more, you know, beyond fix what's, what's the scars, you know? Absolutely. I mean, you know, just like you put, uh, grandmothers can make such a big difference, right, to our lives. I remember... When I was growing up, um, you know, both my grandmothers, you know, provided me some advice unknowingly mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in day-to-day banter. And I feel that grandmothers provide a level of beingness without saying a lot, right? Yeah. It's just their energy, which is so mm-hmm. motherly and so comforting sometimes 
in addition to the mom that you might have, if you're lucky, sometimes you might just have your grandmom with some food. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you're really lucky. If grandma's cooking, you're good. <laughs> right, right, right. So, I mean, this is something that I ask all my guests because, as you might agree, our childhood holds clues in terms of what we might want to become or how we can align to our life's purpose. So, what did young Brandon want to become as a kid? What did I want to become? You know, the funny enough. Yeah. It's, I love that you're asking me this question. I haven't thought of this in so long. Yeah. And the first thing that I ever said I wanted to be, I'm realizing in this moment of you asking me the question, I just fulfilled it by releasing my book last week. I said, I want to be a writer. I started writing really young. And then it became one of those things like, oh, you know, it wasn't really as much a part of my life as I got into my, you know, teen years and, and on. Yeah. I mean, I always have enjoyed writing, but it was never like, you know, I want to be a writer. And yeah. Uh, so it's funny, I realized with writing a book that that indeed came true. So, yeah, Interesting. That That's so interesting. Because when I was a kid also in school, I wanted to be a writer. I wrote a book. I mean, I didn't write like the whole book, but I wrote some pages about this mysterious alien that I gave a name to. And then a few months later, I just lost that transcript. I felt so bad deep within, but now as I look back, I realize that, you know, nothing is lost, Right. Every experience that you have, even though you don't have that physical transcript, it did play some kind of role in my in my evolution. It, it, exactly. It did and served you in the way that it was meant. And I like to think everything is recorded in the Akashic Records. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the things that I look the most forward to yeah. is like, you know, okay, I'm, I'm to the other side. I've lived this life fully. Okay, I've got access to the Akashic Records. Okay. Who stole my pint of ice cream that time back in like in college? Or who like think about it? What do we do when we're in spirit? Well, yeah. there's probably a lot to explore in, in those records, these recordings of everything that's ever happened. Right. That uh, we probably passed the time or no time uh, experiencing and, and enjoying. So exactly, exactly. That's so true. I mean, if I was in your place, I would be like have these conversations with people when we did not have an opportunity to have those conversations, maybe they, you know, passed away yeah. or maybe just, yeah. they just decided to walk away from our life, not right. having this conscious discussion. And you'd be like, you know what? That's fine. Whatever happened, but why? Yeah. What was your yeah. thought process behind it? So that at least I know what happened. I know the trajectory of how things, you know, impacted my life and how things went. So, yeah, exactly. I think that's, uh, I think that's, what's going to be cool about it. My, you know, my own, obviously we'll find out when we get there. <laughs> but uh, it's is yeah that all everything sort of opens up. I know the, all the whys. I know the hows. I know the purpose. I can fully see mm. that it was a perfectly woven web that right. was weaved for my own growth and evolution, and especially the times and things that were so challenging. Mm. You know, I, you, you, I think we'll understand in a way more than we ever could uh, here that your challenges truly are your blessings, you know, in disguise. That, that lump of coal is a diamond waiting to be transformed. And the aim is if you can bring that awareness to your physical life and start applying it while you're here, that's where you really speed up your evolution and open up your possibilities in a way that, you know, are ideal and optimized. Hmm. That's, so, that's so 
nice to hear and i love the metaphors that you use in your book cuz it makes it easier for people to understand right compared to sometimes things might be abstract especially in the spiritual world but when you say exactly. you know this that your diamond your you know this is what yeah. it is it makes it easier for somebody to you know sure. understand um so you were in a band right uh, earlier on and uh, yeah, the name yeah, of yeah. the band was kundalini that's right that's right yep i started kundalini uh that, you know, that was really a big part of my awakening. Was, right. Um, you know, oh my gosh, I'm one with the source consciousness that creates and animates all things. I'm mm-hmm. having this realization. I'm having this re-memory coming back together with, you know, my, my higher self and, and others and realizing it's all ext- everywhere I go. I'm there waiting for myself. It's all an extension. Wow. Like, okay, I can do anything. I'm a creator. I am the creator and created rolled into one. What would I do with that if I did anything? Well, I'd make music, you know, I've always been such a huge fan of music. I'll start making music. And that's when, you know, I set me, you know, next thing you know, there's a guitarist sitting next to me and, you know, my brother plays drums and we form a band. And that's actually how I ended up coming out to California initially was with my band Kundalini. And it was really fun. You know, it was in late, late nineties, early two thousands mm. together. And, you know, at the time I still have a, a flyer and it was like us and Kundalini and hybrid theory who went on to change her name to Lincoln Park and Alien Ant Farm and Hoobastank and all these bands that went on to be huge right. on that flyer, you know, and I remember we were the last ones to sound check that night and the, and the sound guy came over to me and he's like, wow, I see a lot of bands mm. and you guys like blow me away. Like, you know, and what, what's so funny about it is every other band, I mean, think how big the Lincoln Park went on to be. Like, yeah. You know, like <laughs> massive. Uh. And it was like, I always think, in another timeline, Kundalini was like, you know, in that role, and the guys at Lincoln Park were flipping burgers or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, were you playing a, a similar genre like Lincoln Park? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was kind of like that, more melodic. I mean, we were kind of we we got a development deal with Electra Records back okay. in the day when major labels really mattered, mm-hmm. and that was like a big deal if a labor you know got behind you in any way. Yeah, they put us in the studio with this guy named Jim Wirt, who did the first two Incubus albums. So if you know Incubus, mm-hmm. um, I actually have a lot of synchronicity with with Brandon Boyd that I talk about some of in the book. But um, it, uh, yeah, so we were put in the studio with Jim Wirt, and uh, that was kind of the band we were compared to the most, kind of like Incubus meets the Beastie Boys meets the Police, if you can imagine such a mashup. That was sort of the movie. Nice. Good okay. times. You know what? Uh, I can't say that I played amongst those kind of bands, but... I had a little band when I was a kid as well. I mean, when I was in, oh, in cool. college, yeah. And so I loved alternate rock and Linkin Park happened to be my favorite band. Uh-huh. We used to play yeah, a lot yeah, of covers yeah. of Linkin Park. Yeah, yeah. And it so happened that, you know, we had the guitarist, we had like a temporary drummer, but we forgot the name of the band. Mm-hmm. And so as we were going mm-hmm. on stage, someone was like, hey, what, what, you know, what's the name of your band? And I just said, who cares? And that, <laughs> you know, that turned out to be the name of our band. That's Who cares so with a question mark, right? I love that. I love that. Uh, That's so good. Uh, it's really good, actually. I like that. Yeah, but then, you know, you have, you know, I don't know if you can relate, but at least in India back in those days, there were people who were bashing that particular genre, alt rock, and they were like, that's not real metal. You know, yeah. real metal is all about, you know, bonking your head and mm-hmm, doing mm-hmm. Um, mosh pits. But I was supportive of that uh, genre. I really enjoyed it, especially Linkin Park and the type of, you know, work that they did with their lyrics mm-hmm. and the, the 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 background narrative that the band was going through. Uh, Chester mm-hmm. Benningfield, Bennington, yeah. yeah. yeah but uh, 
Yeah, I agree. It, you know, it was one of those, the genre got, I take a band like Incubus, for example, was a, yeah. you know, and they kind of became more melodic over time, as did we, um, from how we started out. And, um, you know, but then you had bands at the time like Limp Bizkit. Yeah. And I think that was like, it became like such a, you know, just like a bad commercial right. a little bit. And, and then it kind of killed it for those of us that were doing, you know, something that was a little more heart centered. And right. but it became like so many things, especially back then, they got oversaturated. Mm. Now you have Spotify and access, you know, social media. This is before social media yeah. and Spotify. It's just like, oh, wow. What would our journey been like with those tools? You know, I don't know. But um yeah. You know, it, it was, uh, you know, in those days, it was like the, the radio dictated and MTV dictated what was going to be popular. And it was just like so oversaturated. Yeah. And you have, this, you know, the front man, the Limp Bizkit, who's just like pretty. <laughs> 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 yeah. And I think it just like contributed a lot to people starting to like, uh oh, it's turning. Now we hate on it, you know, and it's like, yeah. oh, God, you know. So. Right. I was just having dinner with my friend yesterday and I asked a similar question and I said, what if I had YouTube mm-hmm. when I was like six years old? Yeah, right. Can you imagine growing up with all this? It's yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty wild to think about the kids that will, you know, that are even will hear this and have never known yeah. what it's like to not have a cell phone or a computer. And so I think it's really interesting to have been born when I was born. Right. I think I'm probably a little bit older than you. Um, it would be my guess. I was born in 1974. So I've seen such a, you know, mm-hmm. change, you know, and right. it's just been like right an interesting time to be born. I feel like to, to get to witness a lot of, you know, shifts, you know, little kid in the eighties and yeah, like, what a world of way that was. Yeah. I've seen the eighties a bit, you know, I was, I'm an 87 kid. Okay. But, uh, so what happened after the band? Like what, what happened in your life after that? So after the band, I, you know, I started really having my spiritual awakening, started the band as sort of as an inspiration of that. And, and then, um, you know, I got so passionate, passionate talking about the ultimate nature of reality and spirituality and consciousness. And so I was doing a lot of that, but I was also, I've always been a a, a serial entrepreneur. So it was like kind of a, for a long time, I, I was, you know, just talking to my friends and family about this stuff until their ears would bleed, yeah. you know, and, mm-hmm. and then pursuing different entrepreneurial ventures. So, you know, I had a lot of learnings, uh, a lot of failures, which really failing is only a learning, you know, on your way to success yeah. ultimately. And so had a lot of, of that, um, some really interesting ventures and businesses. And, you know, the, the thing that uh, in, 2011, I launched, um, really, I started, uh, technically, we might even say 2010, but anyway, I started a, uh, a travel company, or hold on, before that, I started a, a platform called Industry, T-R-E-E, Industry Music Network, that was like, kind of like a, a loosely network marketing, um, Spotify meets MySpace at the time, mm-hmm. you know, and you would support artists each month, and, and everyone would share revenues, something that I'm a fan of doing. Uh, I love those sorts of models. And my first time doing that was with industry. And I launched this, I had this whole social network built. Right. I don't know how I pulled it off with a little bit of money that I had. And, you know, uh, 
actually uh, with a, with a team in India over a year plus developing the site. We had a, I had a fully functioning like you know MySpace for music almost. Yeah. With a monetization element for everyone, you know, and it it grew to thousands of people. And at the time, my brother was my business partner, and um, he hit had some tragedy. His his girlfriend committed suicide. Then the little bit of money I had sort of invested in by someone else, they pulled out. Mm -hmm. And so I then set out with, okay, gosh, uh, I I was so frustrated trying to get industry really going without a lot of resources. Now, in retrospect, I'm a little less naive about a technology play like that. I'd probably go raise millions of dollars before I would try it, (laughs) you know, or certainly more than I had at the time. And so I, I, I said, I was so frustrated with that process. I said, okay, I need to manifest. I know I'm, I'm tapping into my own creativity and abundance and, you know, I'm one with everything. I need to call in more abundance to, to do this project. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's when I set the intention. Uh, I didn't know how, uh, but you know, the breadcrumbs of synchronicity led me to, um, to starting a travel company uh, that is present day called resort share. And that just took off. Um, it went from me on my friend's couch, you know, after industry that in between my brother left town and he's so heartbroken over what happened with his, his girlfriend, yeah. you know, and I had no money left in the industry. I ended up turning, shutting down temper. I, what I thought was temporarily at the time to raise more money or come up with a way to fund it better. And I started this, this travel company on my friend's couch essentially. Um, and, and it grew quick. It grew from me to, you know, by 2015, you know, Inc. 569 fastest growing private company in the U.S. doing north of 10 million a year in business. And uh, it was, you know, it was an anomaly in a sense, like not one in 10,000 entrepreneurs achieved that. And I did it by tapping into my own, you know, understanding of the ultimate nature of reality, which now, of course, is at the same time is that the story kind of took a turn. It, It was like something out of a, you know, out of a movie script, we got offered to be bought out for thirty million dollars in twenty fifteen. Mm-hmm. Within twelve hours of that offer, um, we lost ninety percent of our revenue because of a big partnership that happened in the travel industry, where two big companies pushed us out. <laughs> and and then I was like, oh my gosh! And then then my partner and friends at the time that I had brought into the company uh, tried to like steal what was left from me, essentially, mm-hmm. and covered that plot. And it was like this betrayal. It was like. You know, just this a, a story my soul, you know, set up for me to experience. Yeah. And so, you know, out of the ashes of that, a new travel company is birthed. That's actually got some really exciting growth happening right now. Mm-hmm. And um, in, in just before it all went down, I had started positive the Positive Head podcast, and that was just like to find an outlet because yes, I was doing this cool stuff making money and entrepreneurial, but now it had grown to a hundred people, and it was a more of a big time business. And I'm this kind of scrappy hippie entrepreneur. And I'm like, I don't want to wear a suit. I don't want, you know, mm-hmm. I, I got the fun, the creative stuff where I was like, you know, wearing every hat and figuring things out. That's more of my speed than, okay, right. now we're huge. And I've got to like be very buttoned up and, you know, look a certain way and sound a certain way. I just wasn't that into that, but mm. to get it to an exit that we wanted, I, you know, I brought in a partner who had exited, you know, company for hundreds of millions of dollars. He's like, well, follow my lead, you know. Mm. So I, I started, stopped going in day-to-day towards the end anyway and to right. start the podcast. And uh, that just sort of took off. And 
um, because it is such, that's really the closest thing to my heart is helping people to understand, you know, their power and to tap into it the same way. You know, we, I always say on the show, we teach best what we most need to learn. Mm-hmm. And as I was learning how to do a lot of this stuff, I'm also reflecting it back to the collective and helping others to tap into their own potential as well, because what I can do, you can do as well. And probably better if you, you know, if you're aligned enough, it's just, it's all about alignment. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Very interesting. And thanks for sharing because for our listeners, I think it helps build context in terms of your journey and knowing that, um, I think like you put it, you know, like sometimes our soul conspires and plays out these narratives for us to experience it and learn from it and challenges and an opportunity for learning. They're actually stepping stones towards a success. And if we are aligned with our vision and we know what we want, then we will get there eventually. But sometimes we just need to have the patience on that journey. And you write about and you say, know the illusion, right? So what is the illusion according to you? Yeah, great question. So, you know, yeah, that's one of the keys. So in my new book that I just released, The Golden Key, uh, that's one of the, the keys. Know the illusion. And, you know, here's the thing. Once you start looking, I love what science and spirituality is doing right now. It's doing such a dance mm-hmm. that, you know, for the longest time, it was like, you know, I saw someone say something like this. They're like, if you'd asked 30 years ago, a scientist, do you believe in a creator? You know, of course not. I'm a scientist, like, stupid you know now you talk to a scientist do you believe there's an architect and creator of course i do i'm a scientist like it's Mm. obvious like you know (laughs) and so when you start to then look at you know especially for those of you out there listening for more science bent right we all have different different ways that we perceive reality it's it's beautiful because you know you can actually see that there is a lot of evidence that you are in a simulation, actually. Mm -hmm. Nick Bostrom did a, um, uh, released a paper in the early, I think 2001, um, called the simulation uh, argument. And he basically postulates about, are we in a simulation? And he says, basically, there's three types of societies that would, that could exist. One that is, um, I think he called it post-history, meaning, you get you, you achieve the status of post-history getting past all the problems and challenges that would stop a civilization from n- not going extinct, right? So you get past those big challenges so you can survive. Um, you, you achieve post-history. Um, he's like, so you have one uh, type of civilization is they, they, they achieve that status and um, they choose not to uh, develop high technology. Mm-hmm. Then you've got the, the type that just doesn't make it. That's number two, and they just they, they die out, kill themselves off before that. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, I think at times we've been, you know, on the border of falling into that category, and yeah. perhaps it's even happened, you know, in on this planet prior to us, many think. And then you the third is you achieve you get you know post history, and you do develop high technology. And so these are the three, and 
what he postulates in his argument is um, is that that third one, well, they would create a lot of other simulations of themselves and have the technology to do that. So one, you know, in, in uh, you know, um, ancestor, as he calls them, simulated ancestor, um, would could create billions of us. Let's say we were in a simulation, mm. right? Take one little kid with a Xbox 25 and he can create simulated Earth. And and so so what was really interesting is when he did the um, he, he basically ran an algorithm to try and determine what was the most likely. Mm. And the one he found to be the most likely is post-historic society that develops high technology. So that's why you have people like Neil deGrasse Tyson or Elon Musk saying, hey, it's one in a billion chance that we're in a base level reality. Because mm. one of these ancestors could create how many of us, you know, and I say us like we're in one because I think I agree with Elon Musk. Okay, that's a little intimidating to a lot of people, but it's also... It's, it's like, I believe we're like Russian nested dolls, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's source, God, consciousness, the universe, ourself. It's it's fractalized. The, the, you know, Rumi said, you're not the drop separate from the ocean, the ocean's in the drop. Mm-hmm. So it's like the Russian, it's, it's all in you. So even if you're in a simulation, you're in a simulation of your own creation because right. you're the one behind the, that, the, you know, you're the, you're the creator and created rolled into one. Mm-hmm. And so it's a powerful thing to realize like oh i created this simulation this illusory reality and you look at it hey you know this this microphone i'm talking into it looks really solid i can knock on it very convincing illusory device yeah when in actuality it's 99.99999 percent space the particles that we do call solid out of that point zero 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 one is are actually vibrations of energy popping in and out of existence they're vibrating so quickly mm-hmm. and popping in and out of existence so quickly, they appear to be solid, kind of like a movie projector and screen. It's flickering so fast, they appear to be moving everywhere, but it's really just flickering really, really fast. So that's what reality is. It's all vibration. It's, everything is vibration. My words, my hair, my microphone, my, you know, and then you start looking at some of this stuff, right. you know, and, and understanding it. And then you apply it to the ideas based off the ultimate nature reality mm-hmm. that uh you know i i put forward in the book and you know constantly on the positive head podcast and optimistic and, and to anyone who will listen at the farmer's market you name it so it it really it helps to i always say in the in, in the book a lot if you're going to win at this game of life you want to hit the game of life jackpot you want to unlock infinite abundance it starts with understanding the nature of the situation in which you find yourself you know, I start the book off with like, hey, you may think this book, it's called, it talks about abundance, the golden key, modern alchemy to unlock infinite abundance. You may think I'm going to teach you about investing in the stock market or, you know, switch to Geico and save $300 a year. No, you know, it's not going <laughs> to be, let's get to the root of where abundance comes from. And I, I say that abundance is actually the quintessence of your being. It is your birthright, right? It is the, the essence of the essence of who and what you are. You're actually one with the source that created every bit of abundance that exists in this planet, in this universe, and any unknown universe. It's all, you get tied back to it as, you know, it, you're, you're an extension of it. It is an extension of you. So that's really what I'm talking about with knowing the illusion, examining this situation in which you find yourself in a way that helps you to see through the veil of, you know, 
fabricated reality. That is so interesting. And so many things that you've um, you know shared so far. One thing that came to my mind is, obviously, once you sort of blend science with spirit, mm-hmm. and you now go onto YouTube and you know, go through the same videos that talk about science and of atoms and molecules, it becomes so much more interesting, right? And it just speaks to the idea that the teacher that taught you a particular subject when you were like a kid, that plays such mm-hmm. a big role because that can determine whether you like math or not, whether you like history yeah, or not, your right. geography or not. If the teacher is really passionate like you are, <laughs> talking about atoms and the fact that everything is, you know, um, invisible but also space 99.99% space that yep. kid is going to develop a fascination for science and spirit and can become you know the next leader the next president amazing entrepreneur yeah and that can really you know improve their trajectory and the other thing that came to my mind was as you were sharing and talking about you know the development of exponential technologies Sometimes I think about what if the UFO sightings that people notice, right? These UFOs, what if they're not, what if some of them are not extraterrestrial, you know, species from different planets or or galaxies? What if they are actually our descendants coming back across the wheel of time and wondering, wait, are these our ancestors? (laughs) Right. Right. I totally, I love that theory and idea because... I'll go on record saying when we can go to the Akashic records and see, I I almost guarantee you some of that is happening. Guaranteed or your karma back. Um, It's, it's, yeah, it feels like, imagine if that's like, you know, that's the ancestors popping into the simulation, like, oh, let's plug in, boom, you know, and drop in. And and it's truly an extension of ourselves. That's, you know, observing because at some level it is an extension of ourselves. It's like, you know, the way I, I, I talk about this is, you know, it, relevant truths, mm. relative truths, rather. So um, you and I are separate. Yeah, that's true. We can make an argument for that. And most people would probably agree with that. argument. Another argument that can be made that maybe a lot of people would agree with, but maybe less would would understand or fathom is you and I are actually one. Mm. The consciousness that animates my form is the consciousness that animates your form. The separation between us is holographic illusion and uh, mm-hmm. you know i'm literally talking to an extension of myself right now pretending to be other yeah. this is how god experiences herself throughout eternity that's another perspective on you know so it's it's so it, it becomes both are true mm. it depends what vantage point you're speaking from it's mm-hmm. a relative truth so when you start talking about others you know even uh, past life or future life or you know, uh, the, you know, UFOs, it's all in some way, shape or form self. I believe it's like how close of a relative of self is it? How, 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 you know, I think of it as like, you know, if source is an infinite tree, mm. it, it, it's stretching like the tree behind me <laughs> infinitely, the tree of life in all directions. Yeah. Right. It ever expanding and unfathomable to unfathomable to wrap our human brains around. It's like, and there's going to be, two branches and leaves on a branch that happen to be, you know, uh, you know, uh, blowing in the, in the breeze of eternity next Mm. to each other. And so that's a close relative, maybe a closer relative to you than the tree, you know, the branch way on the other side. Yes. It's still part of the same tree, the same way your fingers, you could argue are more closely related than your fingers to your toe. Mm. Right. So I, I think there's some of that going on 
with our relationship to self. And that's why in some cases it's like, ah, oh, this person is really familiar, this thing or feels really familiar. It's right. so, you know, it's all just, it's all extensions. And it's just how, how far the degree of pretend separation is. Yeah, that's very true. And I think if somebody is listening to this, they'll be able to understand what you're sharing if they're in a more, you know, receptive state. If they're in a more intuitive state, maybe just after coming out from a meditation rather than if it's the, in the heat of the afternoon and they're, you know, in a very, um, what do you call it, uh, active sort of state where they're all about logic and ego and this and that black and white versus if they're more in a intuitive state. Because it makes sense. One of my favorite authors is Neville Goddard. And he, yeah, right? and he says that your universe is your self pushed outwards. And the things around you are nothing but a creation of your own beautiful imagination. And in a way that gives us confidence because we realize that the world is our, ourselves pushed outwards, then we're not so helpless. We can yeah. change our thoughts. We can change our emotions and how we feel. And that can, in a way, influence our reality. And that's something what you're sharing as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's like, you know, I, I like to use the word universe, right. the Y-O-U, yeah. universe. And yeah, it really is. Is is like when you start to play around mm. uh, with the idea, I love how you said, look, if you're in a more receptive state, I always say, don't take my word on any of this stuff. Mm. I talk about it super passionately. Right. And I think, and, and I think I don't expect anyone with a rational mind to just say it and accept it because Brandon said it real super passionately. Mm -hmm. Like uh, open your up to the idea of it because, you know, let's face it. As soon as you start closing your mind down, you're, you're, you know, the more, you know, the more you realize you don't know, I think I believe. And so (laughs) open your, open your mind to these concepts and ideas and, and, and see for yourself, let the action, you know, that's what I always encourage people to do here. Take these perspectives. I'm going to share them with you. They've produced amazing results for myself. And to me, that speaks the loudest. What sort of results, you know, if someone's going to tell you, give you good relationship advice and they're on their seventh divorce, mm. you know, probably not the best person to get relationship advice from, right? right? right. And so what, what kind of results have applying these perspectives gotten for you? Right. And when I, when I start doing that, that's when it's, you know, I always say, you know, if you're listening to this information with an open heart and mind and then uh, check it out for yourself, buckle up your seatbelt you're in for quite a ride it's i believe a new chapter in in your evolution when you get to the point of perceiving and living from the perspective of understanding these some of these concepts right and the concepts that you're sharing and we're discussing are such that somebody can apply it in their own life they don't have Mm -hmm. to wait for years immediately after these episodes they can actually test it out in a conversation in their outlook maybe during a meditation and although you might not, you know, get the manifestation immediately, just the feeling of you feeling better, of you feeling more balanced and aligned deep down, you know, that that's the right direction. That's enough yep. sometimes to know that, you know what, that, that, that little principle, that little technique, that little shift that actually works. Right. Yep. And so one of the golden keys that you write about in your book is called trust the mystery. Mm-hmm. Right. So what, so when you trust, what are you trusting? And uh, what is the mystery? <laughs> great, great, great question. And uh, I actually, that, I originally heard that statement 
uh, it is one of the keys. It became one of the keys, of, you know, in the book. And um, I originally heard that statement in my favorite TV show of all time, Star Trek Discovery. Mm. And, it, you know, it started out with this very science-centric, um, you know, uh, the main character, Michael Burnham, is very science-centric, highly intelligent, you know, in, in season one. And by season two, towards the end, she's had all these experiences that are shifting her to start to consider more other than cold, hard science kind of stuff. And she's at a point where, you know, it's, things are getting very multidimensional and interesting. And she's like, well, I don't know where it's going to go from here exactly, but I suppose the best thing to do is trust the mystery. Mm. And it, I just loved the statement, trust the mystery. It's like, you know, uh, organized religions and all the oldest philosophies and religion talk about faith, mm. right? You know, and it's sort of that. It's like once you start to understand, I don't need to know all the whys, whens, wheres, and hows of things that show up in my life. Right. I can set the intention to manifest something, and it may come just like I want it to. But oftentimes, you know, we think our path is from straight line from A to B, you know, and it's really this zigzag thing that's yep. going to happen. <laughs> and so you're, I believe our your, your, your life is actually a dance with your higher self. So it, it, it's... It's once again these nested dolls. I'm now perceiving through uh, the, the avatar Brandon Beecham in this moment, but actually, there's a part of me that has smaller living entities with their own consciousness that make me up. Mm-hmm. We're actually made up of these other bacteria and things that have, are life forms and then yeah. have their own consciousness. So it comes together to form me. I'm part of something else, and you know, uh, and, and and on and on it goes. You know, and this is how source sort of you know, experiences itself, I believe. And so I believe our lives are a dance with that higher self, the, the higher self that is helping to orchestrate your, your journey. Mm-hmm. And so I don't need to, you know, I believe a master is someone who embraces whatever shows up because they realize exactly what it's exactly what they need to lead them to the next greatest and greatest version of themselves. Mm-hmm. They may not know it. They may not have chosen it, and may, they may not like it. It may sting. Mm. It, it, but but they're wise enough to know life is always happening for me, not to me. Right. And once you understand life is happening for you, not to you, it's the biggest game changer. Because now you're, you know, you're, I think it was Albert Einstein says, you can treat everything as a miracle or nothing as a miracle. Two ways to approach life. And yeah. once you start living it from that, everything is a miracle. It's always happening for me. It's always a blessing in disguise. My challenges are blessings. My triggers are my treasures. That I just got served up a big heaping lump of coal. And that's because it's, it's a diamond in disguise waiting for me to get the message and lesson from it that I need to transmute it into its fullest potential. Mm. And when you start navigating that way, the only thing to do is trust the mystery, right? I don't fully know why this huge heaping lump of coal was just served up. I just know that I trust the process of my life. I trust the mystery. I trust the setup. I trust the game that it's all actually happening for love. Mm. And once you realize that love is all there is, that is synonymous with source, consciousness, God, the universe, love, another great name for it. And you spell it backwards and it's like evil, right? And so two sides of the same coin. You can't have up without down. You can't have left without right. You can't have good without bad. You've never seen a great work of art without shadowing it mm-hmm. once. And so it's necessary. This is how God experiences herself. If, if you're eternal and it's only one of us 
and it's all the the chess pieces are put back in the box. There's only one, and it's it's just love. That becomes meaningless. There's no context. There's no contrast. Right yeah. now, separate from that, experience pain, suffering, challenge, and then rise above it and experience that wild concept called forgiveness yeah. or perseverance, or you know, and get the reward of that experience, and then maybe you were removed from love for all lifetimes and all of a sudden now you 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 fight through it and find it deep in yourself and it spills over into your life and now it's reflecting back to you now it actually really has some context and contrast and meaning and that's what i'm talking about when i say trust the mystery when you understand that's what's going on with your life mm-hmm. and if you've had a lot of challenge out there listening congratulations because your soul's such a badass that you signed up for you didn't want you know Alan Watts talks about this. Imagine the first time you decide to separate from source and you go down and you create everything you want. And it's a walk in the park, right? Okay, now you maybe do it again and you it's a little more challenging. And now you go down and you forget who and what you are and you don't know all the outcomes. And it's sort of a game of cat and mouse with mm-hmm. who and what you are. And he's like, congrats, that's where you are now. <laughs> yeah. That's what you've gotten to. And so that's, once you... And once again, once you take on this perspective, it becomes life affirming and supportive. I believe everything is essentially the only meaning it has is the meaning we give it. I heard a quote the other day. I never heard it until a few days ago. And you're going to hear me say it the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. There's there's only one truth, Mm -hmm. your truth. There's only one truth, your truth. What does that mean? You're such a powerful creator. Abracadabra means I create as I speak. Your words are your wands. Biology of Belief is a great book by Dr. Bruce Lipton showing 30% of healings are placebo. Mm. Even a surgery. They'll tell you you just had surgery and we put you out and we did nothing to you and you heal that crazy thing because you believe it because you're a creator. And so once you start understanding, if you say it is so, it, it is. You know, Henry Ford, whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. Mm. Right? That's when, when you start realizing you're so powerful, you're actually creating what your truth, your reality is with your perception and belief. So when I've applied these things, I'm actually stepping into that being my truth. And it really, and then it reflects back to me, which only affirms me to be more and more. Now the amount of synchronicity and nods from the universe and winks and magic that happens, it's so overwhelming and so much. You know, I share some of them, the stories in the book, but they're just wild and powerful and, and inspiring. And that's the life we all deserve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so interesting that you put it that way. And as you were sharing it, what came to my mind, the imagery that came to my mind was that of the uh, the hero's journey, right? I mean, we're, we're growing up to believe, especially because of Hollywood, that the heroes are the ones on the projector screen or on, this, on, on, the, on Netflix, right? But the truth yeah. is that each one of us is going through our own hero's journey. And it all starts with this quiet, average you know, status quo life, you're going to work, you have these aspirations, retirement, having children, but deep down, you have this yearning deep within you of something grander than your immediate self. And so there's a call to action, a call to adventure, and you take that action, hoping and thinking that everything would be a fairy tale. But you know what? Universe has other plans for you. Fairy tales are burning. (laughs) Yeah, it gives you challenges upon challenges, but you're not going to be alone. You're going to have some wizards and sages and people that are going to help you provide you advice mystically and synchronistically when least expected and you will get the support system to help you on your journey and 
you know, like you spoke about challenges, you know, we all tend to, in our day-to-day conversations, say that challenges are not good. But just imagine that there's this new PlayStation that comes about and you're waiting in line to get that, you know, that game box or that PlayStation. And you come home, you know, you put in the game, you play for like 10 minutes and you won it. Just imagine the disappointment that you would have. Like, that's it? I've, I spent eight right. hours waiting for a game that has no challenge and I wasted yeah. thousands of dollars? Yeah. So yeah. challenges inherently have some role to play and we only realize that when we apply it in our own life like you've suggested that you need to trust in the mystery and it's easy to forget but you know like einstein said you can live life in either of two ways but you have to imagine as if everything in your life and even this podcast this conversation that you've tuned into right now i see a bunch of people are watching this this is a miracle something within you went i gotta spend one hour watching this live stream and congrats to you because you listened to your intuition. That's it. <laughs> and I would say, I love that. And I would say it's, you're such a close vibrational match for this information that right. you're here and you're hearing it because you can't, that which is likened to itself is drawn. You can't attract no. anything into your life that isn't for you. It, it, it's like, I believe, and this is hard for a lot of people to, yeah. to fathom, but I don't believe there's ever been a victim or a mistake in all of eternity. It's always giving people what they need to become the next greatest and greatest version of themselves. And that can be challenging when you look at some of the, you know, horrific things and then you're not seeing the full picture. Well, who did that happen to? What Mm. is that soul's history? It's actually an untouchable infinite being who maybe got bored with eating grapes and bonbons for, you know, a zillion years (laughs) and wanted to experience something and pretend to have hardship or struggle or strife or, or you know suffering or whatever and so once you start playing with that idea and just understanding that you know it's it's all happening for love in the end then Mm. you can really let go of all the judgment and 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 and, you know bitterness about the, the the hardship and you can start to see it for what it truly is and and that's when like now you know things just begin to transform in such a way that is is hard to you can't go back once you once the genie is out of the bottle <laughs> uh, and you know what I, I, and i actually uh real quick please have as you say have something to say next aj you're gonna see me dip down because i i realized my computer when i moved it i unplugged it so i need mm. to grab i yeah. can still hear you but i'm gonna you're, you're i'm gonna dip off the screen <laughs> for just a minute i'm yep. listening and uh, i just need to power it up yep of course that's what's happening right now is there's a lot of vibration, a lot of energy, right? <laughs> the computers are moving, people are shifting, and that's what this is all about. It's the shift, right? And it's inevitable. It's going to happen. But when it does happen, how do you react to it? That's, that's the ultimate thing. I see people listening right now. Joe says, hello, AJ. Hey, Joe, how's it going? <laughs> Almost there. Yeah, yeah. Like what's happened when your plans don't work out, right? So, well, I do believe in uh, divine timing, and what it is is, you know, everything happens for a reason. This thing is probably giving me some fodder for conversations. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. Exactly right. <laughs> Almost there. Of course. 
If somebody is watching this right now, if you're listening to this right now, let us know in the comment section below because I really, really crave to listen to what you have to say or maybe what you're taking away from this conversation so far or maybe if you are having an epiphany or you know, maybe like a quote that comes to your mind, um, let us know. And uh, we have, I am Pamela from 10 Josephine 10. Yes, I remember you on Instagram. So happy to catch this presentation. Awesome. Well, only a few, a small percentage of our audio listeners know that we actually do these, you know, these um, sessions live on YouTube and Facebook. And so if you're just listening to the audio version, you are essentially missing out on some of the experience. So make sure you know that you that you you know join our YouTube channel by the same name, My Seven Chakras, and subscribe. And also, you know, if you prefer Facebook, um, then then make sure you go to our page because we live stream um, these sessions, and it's a lot of fun when you do this live um, because it feels like I'm meeting my guest in person. Although ideally it would be in person. But this is the next best. <laughs> Thank you guys for your patience with that. And not only did I move my computer and it became unplugged, then I went under and I'm like, okay, you got to be extra fast because you're mid-recording right now. And what do I do? I grab the charger from my other laptop and I'm like, what? It's not, what? You know, and I'm like, 45 seconds of, what am I missing? Oh, okay. You okay. Know? <laughs> like these things, it's like, when these things, the, the real test is how do you deal with the unforeseen challenges? Oh, yeah. like that's what we're really talking about. Yeah. So it's always interesting, too, when then you see the universe throw that sort of stuff at you. Yeah. And for me, that's been one of the biggest growth points mm -hmm. is throwing things, you know, because I'm so sort of fiery and lit up with energy, you know, yeah. and it, it, that can be a double edged sword if something doesn't go my way. Yeah. My whole life, it's like all of a sudden I'm like, this is, I'm already like, you know, so you bring that. I always love connecting with people like you, AJ, AJ because you, you have that calm, cool, like soothing energy. And I'm so fire. Oh. <laughs> and, so, and, and so it's just like, it always relaxes. You said it well at the beginning, relaxing your nervous system. Yeah. And someone like me, it's, it, that can be maybe more challenging than someone who's naturally very calm, cool, and collected. Mm -hmm. So a big challenge point in my own life yeah. has been, and even lately it's been like lots of it coming at me where it's like, okay, we're going to, all of a sudden the website's completely broke and you just yeah. launched and yeah. we're not going to tell you what, how are you going to handle that? Yeah. How are you? And, and it's taken, it's been a slow learn for me that, Oh, okay. What, what why is this happening for me? Mm -hmm. Is always the question. Oh, oh, I can see it. it's getting my nervous system going. Oh, oh, oh. And so many times I've just like, you know, completely like zapped out, you know, like failed the test in a certain sense. And the universe yeah. says, that's fine. There's no judgment. Yeah. You're going to keep attracting it until you get the message and the lesson. Yeah. And so it's, it's really interesting, the conversation we're having. And then, and then there was literally a, a series of events <laughs> that made it take way longer than it should have yeah. to plug in my laptop. And it's like, how are you going to handle that energetically? Yeah. Calm your nervous system. It's fine. You know, and it's, it's really interesting once you get on this path because you start looking at everything. It's like, okay, why is this, what is this happening for? Why is it being served up to me? Yeah. E even the, 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 you know, jerk on the freeway cutting you off and flicking you off. You know, who was it that said, treat everyone as the master. Mm -hmm. You're the student. 
they don't know when they're flicking you off right. on the road that they're actually serving you so you can deal with that energetically. And maybe, you know, I talk about this in the book, maybe it's it's a reflection of the frustration you showed earlier in the day when yeah. you went for the last Eggo waffle and there's no syrup left because someone <laughs> used it, you know? And so you start treating everyone as the master. They don't know there's a master for you oftentimes, right? They don't know it. No. Um, but, but they're, they're giving, they're getting, and maybe sometimes you do come across someone who's like, yes, I'm here to teach you and I know it. And it's, you know, um, and so it's really, really interesting. And, and most of them all empowering them the results that it gets us speak the loudest. Absolutely. And I have so many things to share from what you shared, but let me just give some love to some of our listeners who have taken the time to comment right now. Uh, firstly, Joe's, uh, Pamela, thanks a lot for joining us. Joanna, hi, AJ. Living Dead Girl says, hey, AJ, you're a rock star. Thank you. <laughs> well, uh, you know, Brandon, yesterday, and I totally believe that life presents us challenges and it's like, what do we do when we, when the challenge is in our midst? Um, you know, these days, especially I love cold immersion. I feel that the cold can really teach us something about life. And so I, I'm not sure if you've been to Vancouver, but I went down to this place called English Bay, cold, cold water, right? And I wanted to challenge myself and people around were like with jackets and, and scarves and because it was cold. And I was like, I, I need to have, I need to go into the water. And you won't believe it, but it was the most beautiful sunset last night. Wow. Crimson, orangish, you know, and, and, and the sun's rays was reflecting on the water because you see the reflection on the water. And I knew it was cold. It was hard. It was challenging. And as I was taking my, you know, my shirt off or my pant off, I think people were wondering, wait, is he really going to do this? <laughs> is he like crazy? And so, but the visualization I used is in that water is the most beautiful thing that you ever want in life. But along with that most beautiful thing, it's the most freezing, challenging thing that you're going to go through as well. So, you know, beauty and challenge sometimes comes hand in hand, right? And sometimes challenge, you know, like they say, the most difficult thing that you have ever experienced after right there is the beauty. It's like the darkest yeah. part of the night and right after is is the dawn of life, of your life yeah. and of people's yeah. lives, right? <laughs> Absolutely true. What, so well said. It's it, And also your capacity to handle the cold and to... To do those things, it's a, it's showing everything's a reflection. Everything's, it's like it, it becomes really wild when you start perceiving. You know, uh, Robert Grant said, you know, um, coincidence and these things is like God's, you know, pattern encryption. Yeah. You know, uh, patterns are God's encryption, something to that effect. And it's like once you start realizing, like, oh, everything is a reflection of something that's a part of me. Like, oh, I'm getting in the cold and I'm able to withstand this right. and actually find the beauty in it is a reflection of my ability to, you know, breathing a lot of times. I, yeah. I talk about this in the book. It's like, you know, you, they say, they call the rules of threes. You can go like, um, you can go like uh, 30 days-ish, they think on, you know, and of course there's exceptions to this. 30 days without yeah. food, uh, three minutes uh, or, or three days without water and three minutes without air. Yeah. Right. Well, air is the only thing out of those that is still completely free on our planet. And it's the most, what abundant, Yeah. the most abundant. So whenever I am taking in breath, deep breath, it's, it's literally a symbolic reflection of my ability to handle, you know, things in my life. Mm. It's it, everything's a reflection in some ways. It's, it's like, so if I'm breathing really shallowly, Right. And, and by the way, you notice when you're stressed or anxious or frazzled, like I was talking about earlier, yeah. notice your breath. It's going to be shallow. 
it's going to be a reflection of your inability to cope. You're, you're drinking that much of this powerful abundance juice that's everywhere, mm. right? All of a sudden, change your breath and take deep breaths. You can't be agitated and breathing deeply simultaneously. They're like oil and water. They do not go together. And so this is a way. It's like, oh, I'm abundant. I'm able with deep breath. I'm able to actually handle what's happening in a way that's more powerful. And I know that you're big on breath work and everything. And it's like that's it's incredible when you start seeing it through that lens. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, sometimes it's hard to just think your way out of stress, right? Yeah, it's good to have those right thoughts and those affirmations, but at some point, you need to change the way you're breathing and the yeah. change the way you're holding your body. Like Tony Robbins is a big, uh, you know, uh, big believer in the right body posture, right? Yeah. And if you yeah. change your body, your body is going to generate serotonin and all, all of a sudden, you're going to feel more confident, more relaxed, more calm. But it, it is it is mind-body. That's why it's called mind-body connection. It's just not the mind. But yep. you got to move your body. And sometimes it's easier to move your body compared to taking out those thoughts, which is so hard to do. But if you change your body, posture, and your breathing, it uh, it does make a difference. And Brandon, I wanted to point out, and by the way, I love some of the phrases you use in your book. But you, sh- but you say that when you choose to give, more than is required of you in this life, you are consciously choosing to tune into the higher frequency of abundance. So where did you first come across this concept or have a realization or an epiphany that this is true in life? Mm. It's, a, it's a great question. I love the way you, you asked the question with it too. Um, so one of the people that comes to mind is interesting because I talked earlier about a, a business partner that there was a sort of betrayal. So he wasn't at the time on a spiritual journey, right. you know, at all. Like he, you know, what, interestingly enough, after five years of no communication, I just heard from him last week. I've had the most profound spiritual awakening in the last few years, and I just want to thank you, you know, uh, profusely for for leading me here, you know. And it was really a shocking call to get, and and, and a healing call, and 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 all those things. But he's a great example. I think of him pops into my head because he was someone who wasn't really on a spiritual path at all. Mm. So it's like all these things work. Whether you know the law of attraction, for example, is you know it's going to. It's going to affect you the same way the law of gravity will. You don't need to know about the law of gravity to walk off a cliff and experience the repercussions of it, right? Mm. So it's the same kind of thing. When you talk about, you know, giving in order to receive, in in this case, this person was always spending a lot, you Mm. know, like treating money like it was, you know, it's not a big deal. There's just going to be so much more of it. I don't know how, but I'm, you know, and, and, and so... What I believe is we move in and then and he did and it would always flow back in. And I'm just kind of like, wow, interesting, you know, watching it. This He could be kind of an extreme personality and seeing this extreme thing happen. Mm. Um, it, it was a great example of that. He's not even trying to do it to be spiritual or not. It's just like it's why someone who can get very wealthy and know none of this stuff. Mm. They're energetically in alignment with something without without fully understanding you know, I, I can benefit from the law of gravity and have no idea how it works. Mm. <laughs> I just, you know, uh, find my own way to manipulating it in a way that serves me. And so, you know, once you start to um, really, really even understand how all of it works, then you can consciously make the decision to, to you know, uh, give in order to receive. I believe with the new world we're stepping into as we emerge from the COVID chrysalis, as I like to call it, it's going, intentions are more important than ever. 
You know, mm. it's, a, it's a new season of, of connectedness that's happening. Uh, you know, it's been prophesized by like 30 some, you know, different civilizations over, you know, recorded history. Right. Like this time being this time of Great Awakening. And in this time of Great Awakening, the more separation centric stuff that maybe worked doesn't isn't going to work as well. And if you want to know the result of an, any action you're taking, look at the root intention of it. That'll tell you up front. It will be a reflection of that intention. And so when you're aligned with something, it, it, it's, a, it's a reflection of you that really resonates. And it's, it, it's, it's positive. It's good. It's meant to ripple goodness into the world. Mm. You can never lose by, by um, giving in that situation. Now, if, if you're giving and it feels like this isn't a good thing or I don't feel aligned with maybe, even though it's a great cause, I'm not really that into this particular cause. It doesn't do it for me. Okay, that's not for you then, you know? But if you're if you're really aligned in your giving of self, you see, you're always giving to self. <laughs> you're always doing it to yourself, you know? Uh, um, Gandhi said, if you want to find yourself, lose yourself in the service of others. Mm. Why does that hold true? Because there are no others. <laughs> so right. this is how it's in giving that we receive, right? It, it's in pardoning that we are pardoned. It, it, this is like you're you're always going to have the opportunity to do what you want for yourself or what you want for yourself to give it in some way, shape, or symbolic form to another. Do it, do it, do it, do it, because that's how it comes back around. This is mm. how source gives to itself. And we've been trained the opposite. Hold on to my stuff and it's mine. And take this currency, meaning it's meant to flow, and stock it away in a you know bank somewhere, which is what we've seen on our planet, where you've got, you know, 40% of the wealth with like 10 families or something, yep. you know, on the planet. <laughs> and what does that create? It creates a lack of abundance in the system and actually paying for extensions of the ones who are hoarding it. They don't realize that. So therefore, you know, it gives us something to overcome and grow through, which is great, you know. Um, but ultimately, when something's really aligned with you and you're giving of self and you're tapping into that feeling of I am, I am infinite abundance. Yes, mm-hmm. I can do this. You know, it, 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 it is important as receiving all day long, if not more, you know. Right. That is such a good uh, <clears throat> piece of advice because I, as I recall back when – you know, opportunities when I had to give, it just feels good, especially if that organization that you're giving to is aligned with your own goals or, or visions. And the word that I heard you saying a lot is feel. So mm-hmm. I'm guessing you're saying that the keys to giving and and receiving is also to feel and check in with your body to yep. sense how your body is feeling. And, you know, you've written that feeling is a bridge that energetically leads us to the vibrational pools of abundance. How do you, how do you, you know, how do you keep your vibrations up and flowing? What are some, Mm -hmm. you know, practices that allow you to, you know, feel? Yeah, yeah. Great question. (laughs) My number one practice is doing this Mm. because what's happening right now, you and I are, we have navigated ourselves and the listeners to a vibrational pool. Mm. of many, many pools that right now Fox News is calling you to try and take you into a different pool. Mm. Uh, if, you tune, if you tune into that, tell a vision, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, what vision are you tuning into in any given moment? It's all vibration, mm. right? You've proven that. Science has proven that. Yeah. So whenever you uh, tap into this particular vibration and talking about it for me is a huge, you know, part of my dharmic path is doing 
what I do, same as yours, which is why we're connecting out of 7 billion people on the planet. We're such a close vibrational reflection and match. Here right. we are looking at one another. Right. And by the way, if you ever see anyone that you admire or think, oh, I can never do what AJ does and, you know, a brand in it. And actually, you're such a close vibrational match to us that you're out of infinite things vying for your attention right now. You're tuned mm. into this. That's how close family it is, right? Soul family. And so that's really, you know, finding a way breath work. I, I really, in the, only in the last six months, have started really getting into breath work a lot. Mm-hmm. And I actually put that in as an exercise in my book, a, a book, you know, tying breath work in with abundance mantras and things like that. And so, um, yeah, that those are the things that, you know, breath work, getting out, like you said, moving your body. Tony Robbins talks about this brilliantly. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, the science behind that is crazy. If I sit with my arms out like this, in an interview and with my legs, you know, I'm taking up space. I'm like 80% more likely to get hired. It's crazy. The amount of information that's being passed based off of body language. And so get some sun, get move your feeling depressed. The best medicine is sunlight and exercise, (laughs) you know, and tuning in. This is soul food. What you're hearing right now. I, you know, I, I do it all the time because I'm getting fed. It's in giving that I receive, right? Mm. This is how it's it's coming back to me in a a way that is incredibly empowering. It feels so good. And it's it's, in everyone wins, you know, and that's the thing. How do I create a win-win? Right. And the other practice I think you mentioned in your book is dancing, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't consider myself a dancer, but, you know, off late, especially I push myself to dance and I think what you wrote is we're all used to dancing as if nobody's watching, right? Mm-hmm. But on the other mm-hmm. hand, we should dance as if everyone's watching. Yeah. All our ancestors, all our spirit guides, the universe yeah. is watching. People are watching. People who don't get an opportunity to dance are watching. People who feel shy are watching because in us dancing and showing conference, we allow other people to shake their booty as well. Yes. <laughs> and we a bun dance. <laughs> <laughs> and when we dance we feel better it's it's so yeah. fascinating how it is and you don't have to know a particular dance like salsa or whatever you can just shake it just it just There's no works. great way to do you can't get it wrong the you can't get it you can get it wrong is by not doing it that's true <laughs> you know and, and that's the only way you can get it wrong it's like there is no it's like meditation right. just setting the intention to meditate and mm. sitting down and setting that intention with yourself to create time as a creator you're actually, cre- you know, Osho said, if you, if you, everyone should meditate 20 minutes a day, unless you're too busy, mm. if you're a really busy person, you need to meditate an hour. And why was he saying that? Because it actually creates more time. Right. It, it, you're, you're a master of time and space. Just by dancing, getting up and saying, I want to celebrate life, 14 billion years or whatever it is of evolution of the, of the universe has led to me being the pinnacle, this tip of the spear of evolution. 400 grandparents, 4,000 grandparents in the last 400 years or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I forget the exact number hit 2,000, 4,000. I read it in the book. Um, and all gave the choice points, the sacrifices, the hardship, the lessons to for you to be here now. Yeah. Like so much has been had to happen for It's like hitting the lotto a million times in a row. The fact that you're existing here in these words. Celebrate that. Celebrate it for all those that came before you. Do dance like everybody is watching. Give others permission. Mm. The only thing that looks silly is being scared to look silly. <laughs> right? 
that's very true and also just to add if you are still alive and it's covid and if you've survived if you you know um, luckily still have your job if you have food to eat if you've got your family around you isn't that the most amazing thing i don't have my parents in vancouver but some of you do you have like extended families that is the most nourishing thing right you might lose your job you might lose money but if you have people that you, know, you love around you then you are um gifted and that is one more reason to dance uh brandon um in 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 the process of manifestation you've said that you know in addition to the visualization it's also imperative to take inspired action but you've cautioned whatever action you take it's imperative that you always do so with a healthy healthy sense of detachment so talk to us about detachment and why it's necessary for the fulfillment of manifestation to detach from the outcome great question so you know some people will say um expectation is the end mm. i don't believe that at all expectation is great as long as it's metered with a healthy sense of detachment okay. meaning you don't need anything to show up in a particular way to be at peace and you may not always even be happy with what's happening yeah but you can always choose to be at peace because you're trusting the process Oh, this isn't what I set the expectation for. Mm. You, you won't, you know, Rolling Stone said it well. You, you can't always get what you want, but you get what you need. That's true. I believe that with every ounce of my being. So I'm going to set the intention. I'm going to flex my abundance manifestation muscles. I'm going to create with my beliefs. I'm going to do all those things and take into account there's a lot of factor in play here. There's my higher self and soul contract that I planned to happen. Yeah. You know, with I think some potentialities built in there. I always say our life plays out at the corner of free will and destiny. Yeah. And so you've got all these potentials that you can step into vibrationally. So there's some, some potentials there. But there's, there's what, what is my dharmic path? Mm. What is my karma? What, what, what is going to come, you know, what is being thrown into this pot of manifestation that's going to appear in my movie? What I did maybe 10 years ago, 10 minutes ago. The energetic offerings, vibrational offerings are going to always be reflected back to me at some point, some way, shape, or form. So I threw that into the pot of creation. I threw what I did 10 years since in there from some way. Maybe other lifetimes, right? I believe other lifetimes. It's all happening on another channel right now. Your fifth birthday party is happening on another channel. You're just not tuned into it right now. Right. And science, by the way, has proven this too. If you shoot me in outer space and bring me back a day later, I'm a day older and you've been dead for years perhaps, you know? Yeah. And so it's like a time is an illusion, this is one of the right. things that know the illusion. So it, it really is uh, understanding like, yeah, I'm going to set the intention of what I want, but it's always this or something better. And whatever I get is going to be exactly what I need. So I'm going to be do what I do best and that's be an optimistic and say, okay, cool. I set out and it didn't quite come like I thought. It rarely does it exactly yeah. like envision, right? And now how do I, you know, how do I make, make the best of it. Sometimes I'm making lemonade out of lemons, you know, and uh, I may not even be happy with it. It may even hurt, but I can find peace in it by understanding and applying it. Meditate upon that, what is being shared right now, because it's so important, right? I mean, if you're listening to this stream right now, then there's a good chance that you have had some goals or visions. And for some reason or the other, maybe because of COVID, it did not materialize yet. But it doesn't mean that you don't have control over your own state of being because yeah. you can be have faith, but also be still in that beingness. 
um, which you which is your true eternal state. Uh, and Brandon, one of my favorite words these days is emergence. Mm-hmm. I just love the word emergence because it brings up so much hope mm-hmm. and positivity and optimism and energy. Yeah. But you've spoken about the theory of emergence um, yeah. by giving the example of the acorn. So can you tell us a bit about that? About that? Yeah, yeah. Actually, a great teacher and, and fellow podcaster, Derek Rydall, uh first presented when he was on Positive Head years back uh, as a guest of mine. He uh, he talked about you know the law of attraction and where he saw some sort of chinks in that armor a little bit with some of the perspectives and misunderstandings around it. And yeah. He prefers to sort of view that whole uh, school of thought and, and, and reference it as the law of emergence. So not so much that you're attracting something outside of yourself that's not already there. You're actually creating the right conditions for it to uh, appear in your movie. So it's like mm. the, the, the oak tree is in the acorn, yeah. right? It already is there in potential. It's waiting for the right conditions to the right water, the right sun, the right. If, if a little kid picks it up and puts it in his pocket and puts it on a shelf, it's never going to become the oak tree. Mm. If it falls in the dirt and then the right sun and the right water and the right. Next thing you know, you've got this incredible tree like the one behind me that came from this little itty bitty acorn. So it yeah. emerged from. And that's really what I think of now always when I think of the idea of emergence is. It's already in you in potential. You are a little, you are a chip off the divine block, right? Mm. The, 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 the ocean is in the drop and it's waiting for you to create the right conditions mm-hmm. with the right perspectives and the right actions and the right, you know, movement and breath work and mind, you know, per- perspectives being the biggest thing to, to shift and rewire your neural networks to create and unlock the abundance that is your birthright. You, literally, we've been like, you know, sitting on the back of a whale, you know, fishing for minnows our whole life. It's all within us. And we're like looking out there. What, what, if I could get it and I go there and do this thing. It's like, the, there is no out there out there. It's mm. all a, a, an ex, extension of you. So whenever you feel disempowered, it's too late for me. I, you know, I, I don't know how to get to the thing that I want. I don't have the connection, whatever. It's like, it's so empowering when you realize it. it's all, it's all inner work, mm. right? It's all, it's all happening from within. And so right. your only job is to manage your vibration. That's the only job any of us have. And everything stems from that. Yeah. And I'm sure that this is resonating with a lot of our listeners right now, because Sometimes we get demoralized if we don't immediately see the manifestation transpire in our yeah. uh, current 3D reality. But like you've said, uh, firstly, you need to ensure that you have the right conditions, right? Uh, by planting it, up. embrace what shows up. But also what I'd like to add is sometimes because you're an acorn, you're not a blade of grass. It might take years before the actual manifestation. Until then, what are you going to do? You have to have faith and the trust that it is going to manifest not just for you, but for the best of this universe. Josephine says, trust the process has been my motto of late another synchronicity. It's all synchronicity. It becomes so much synchronicity when you get on this path. It gets wild in a good way. (laughs) And Brandon, just to, you know, pull this all together. Um, there's this phrase that says, the universe does not give you what you want. The universe gives you who you are. So how does someone go about 
I mean, they understand this at a logical, intuitive level, but how does someone go about shifting their identity or their personality so that they're exuding a new you so that the universe sends them who they are? I mean, how, how does someone shift it? Yeah, how do you start the process of you know shifting? Yeah, well, guess what? <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, you already started. You know, you're doing it now. And, and start to take into understanding that the future you in its most glorious, incredible potentiality is happening in another now. It, it, it already exists. What mm. you seek is seeking you. And so your, your, your job is, a lot of times people are like, I got to be perfect at this. It's like, perfect is the enemy of good enough. You know, in so many people with their business or careers or entrepreneurial stuff, that happens all the time. Or, or they're, the, you know, the band booking its first show. You know, I, I know someone who's, we all met that, being in music, you know, uh, I think a friend that comes to mind has been producing music for decades, and one day is going to come out with it, you know, and it's going to be perfect. Right. It's like, it's like, we're all perfectly <laughs> perfect. Just start from where you are with what you got, and that momentum builds on itself. Once you start taking inspired action, and, and like my friend Matt Kahn said when he was on the show Optimistic, he said, be willing to bleed on stage. Mm. And when you are willing to be bleed on stage, if something scares you and excites you, it's probably for you. And be willing to bleed on stage because then you give other permission, from others permission to bleed on stage. You invite others into it. You, you, this is the path. This is the path of the hero. We talked about the hero's journey. Be willing to bleed on stage. Get in the game. If I can do it, you can do it, whatever. You may not do the same thing as me. You may have something totally different than me. You, know, you might be a lot better ballerina than me. And most of you probably are if you've ever done any. We talk about dancing. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure I'm the worst ballerina on the, on the listening to this. So, you know, we all have different paths, but same principles. Mm. And that is just get in the game. Don't be scared. Results or numbers or comparison is the thief, is a joy thief. Right. It's like a joke. It's like there are no, you're so uniquely you. We're, we're all one in the same and right. Relative truths, completely unique. And that I could there. And there is something for you that is so highly rewarding and fulfilling that is, is needed by the universe, which is why it out of all billions of years of physical evolution of this particular universe, it turned into you at this point because you're the perfect thing it needs to propel right. itself to the next greatest and greatest version of this spell. And when you get into alignment with that knowing, then you skip with joy on your way to finding it. I'm just the path, what you resist persists. What you accept, you move through. So when you can start to say, I don't know what my big mission and purpose is yet, maybe, and that's beautiful. Ocho said, knowing is death, not knowing is where all the magic and potential can happen. So yeah. you just get into that 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 vibrational state of I don't need to know. I know the biggest picture of all and that I'm as worthy as any other being it ever has been or could be. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here. And then you start creating from a sense of confidence and you're willing to show your vulnerability. What a superpower to be willing to bleed on stage and give others permission. I mean, you and I are, aren't perfect at this, right? We, we, I just jug around for a charger in the middle of it, for God's sake. So, you know, it's like, be willing to, to, to do that. And it, it, it's so inspiring and empowering. And then you just are going to feel you're, you're now, now you're playing the game in a way that what you, you seek can really start to emerge. 
very true very true and uh, you know i'd like to chime in by saying that sometimes we are our own biggest critics right and so sometimes we need that other person to mirror our greatness and our light and they'd be like you know what you're an amazing artist you're a singer you're an entrepreneur you know you're you're a teacher you're a nurse and sometimes we don't see our own light and it takes somebody else you know our mom or dad sister friend to say you know what you're good just take that action and you know we'll see what happens but just take that action because that is within your control and i hope you enjoyed this session so far action tribe uh, if we can learn one thing from today's episode it would be that your awareness is more powerful than you think it is when you focus on something and give it your attention and intention you begin tapping into a mysterious force and the media knows this which is why they are constantly trying to you know get your attention through netflix and social media notifications and other distractions that take away your attention but luckily we are learning about the true nature of the universe which is that we might just be one intention away we might just be one action away from that transformation and according to the principle of quantum entanglement if you observe a particle in one place another particle even light years away will instantly change its properties as if the two are connected by a mysterious communication channel so think about that your intention and your attention play a huge role in your abundance and manifestation the question to you is what would you like to influence what would you like to shape what would you like to change what would you like to attract and manifest using the power of your awareness well said you buy what you pay attention to exactly <laughs> So Brandon we have come to the last round for today which is the wisdom round four questions so that our listeners can take note and take action. So what yeah. is what is that best piece of advice that someone has ever given you? Best piece of advice that someone has ever given. Hmm. I love I I think of my favorite quote <laughs> comes to mind uh and I I actually quote a lot of people in my book and one of them is John Lennon and I say this is a quote by John Lennon remixed by Brandon Beecham cuz I threw a little twist on it and it's this love is the answer now what was the question no mm. so, <laughs> what's the best piece of advice that anyone's ever given me love is the answer as cliche as that sounds is if you understand that the the way you transform every circumstance is by finding the most loving way to approach it that's your secret sauce you want to be abundant be love yeah self love 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 you can't get enough of love brandon if you the could turn back the only thing you divide in it grows <laughs> yeah, yeah and if you could turn back time and spend 1 hour with someone who's living or dead who would it be wow 1 hour and i could than with someone who's living or dead. What a cool question. <laughs> you know, the first person that comes to mind is my grandmother. My grandmother moved. Uh, you know, the last time I saw her, I was young and pretty distracted and she was kind of like asking for my attention, you know, like, "Hey, are you going to acknowledge me? I haven't seen you in months and I just walked in the room and you've been here for 5 minutes. You haven't even given me a hug." You know, and then and then I lost her days later and So that's the person that pops into my 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 mind. Wonderful. 
And what is that one thing you do in the morning or maybe in the evening before going to sleep that has improved the quality of your life? You know, I started with the, since the book, you know, it took, I wrote, wrote the book, worked on it for six months before it coming out just last week. And um, the mantra in it that I, I use and share and build exercises around and every time you can see this golden key, right. That is uh, the, on the cover of the book and I made them into real gold keys. Um, every time I look at it or touch it and I do this first thing when I wake up now, it's really in the recent months I've trained myself first thing that comes into my head. I, I am infinite abundance. I am that which I see. I am infinite abundance. I am that which I see. And that's been really empowering because I start my day. It's so simple. And it's so like, I literally recite that multiple times, but not just say it, feel it. It's mm. like, I, I am that which I seek. It, it literally is mm. me. What a cosmic joke. The thing I want so bad is literally me playing hide and seek with myself by design. That's amazing. I'm going to try that out for my morning routines. Um, and we'll see how that goes. But yeah, uh, let me know. <laughs> I will let you know. What is it? One book that you'd like to recommend for our listeners today? Mm. One book that I'd like to recommend. Ooh, only one. Um, <laughs> man, I think the Conversations with God trilogy really helped to paint a picture of the ultimate nature of reality in a way that just builds a foundation that you know is so inspired and empowering. If I threw in a second one that's a little more uh, poetic and uh, is Return of the Bird Tribes. Ah, I love that book too. One is, no, oh, that's the third one. Okay, I cheated. <laughs> one is by Rasha. It's like the guidebook for Ascension. It was, it was, I loved. Nice. What is the name of the second book you said? Return of the Bird Tribes by Kim Carey. Okay, perfect. We'll have these links up in the show notes on Action Tribe. If you would like to receive one book for free, that's right, one book for free, it's an Audible, which means you'll get to listen to the book as opposed to have to read the book yourself. But Audible.com is supporting all of our listeners by offering all of you one free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial. So if you're in the mood for listening to Brandon's recommendation for a book, go to my7chakras.com forward slash free book, my7chakras.com forward slash free book, and you can get your own book, any book from their large library. Cool. So Brandon, thank you so much for sharing so far. How can somebody, first of all, there's a game involved, right? The game of abundance. Speaking of free books. Yeah. Oh, my books. oh wait, there's more. Yeah. Um, so the way I just designed my book, mm. The Golden Key, is I thought, okay, I'm teaching about abundance in this book. Modern alchemy to unlock infinite abundance. And alchemy is this, you know, ancient arcane, uh, you know, idea of transforming lesser metals into gold, right? So how do we transform uh, the, the situations of our life into a more golden experience? And, and tapping into this abundance that is our birthright. And so I thought, well, probably a good idea to practice what I preach. And so instead of, you know, what most people do, and of course, some people do give away books sometimes, but, you know, like I was just on my good friend Sahara Rose's podcast and, you know, she just had a big launch and hit number one on Amazon and she's great. And, um, you know, but a traditional route, you know, and I'm like, I've always done things kind of to the beat of my own drama. And I'm like, you know what, I'm going to get this book. 
it's, mm. it, it, it's, you know, and as I say on, on my website, um, which is goldenkey.gift, it says, why am I gifting the book? Because I'm selfish. The good mm. kind of selfish that is. And it's like understanding and putting into action this idea that if I help enough people to raise their consciousness, it inevitably benefits me. Maharishi said 1% of the population uh, embodying and living you know, from the state of understanding and mindfulness will shift the rest of the, the population. You have the tipping point by, by Malcolm Gladwell. He said, you know, once 10% grabs onto an idea, it's over. It's the tipping point. Everyone else, it, it spreads like wildfire. So I, I believe the quickest way to save our planet and to transition it into the planet of paradise it's meant to become is by helping enough, as many people as possible to understand these truths we've talked about here today. So they're all in the golden key. And, and I'm allowing with a golden key code that anyone can uh, go and get, get the book. And so each reader has the opportunity to get a key code that they can then gift it to someone else. And then at the end of the book, I invite people to play a manifestation game where an embody it, it, it basically involves like, okay, now, now that you're done with the book, what was the value of it to you? Now let's take that and any, there is no wrong answer. And you can put that come back, come to the website and, 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 and basically get the opportunity to give and give back and put this financial currency, monetary currency, flow it into this project. And, and essentially then we're going to do manifestation exercises together to use that as your seed to sprout into greater abundance, maybe monetary abundance, but there's many forms of abundance, relationships, time, health, you know, uh, friendships, wisdom, and so, and then you're going to do exercises over a period of time that I've laid out and, and uh, that are easy and powerful. And let's, let's then sh- see the abundance that sprouts in your life. And let's share the stories on the website together. And by the way, if you get a key code and give it to someone else in the process to spread the book and, and give it away, any, any money that they ever come and should opt to spend, maybe they come buy a golden key necklace. Maybe they come play the game. You're going to get half of it. I'm sharing half of the project. I'm giving, it's, it's not just my information. It's our information. It's not just my wealth. It's our wealth. And so it's, it's designed as an experiment in practicing what I preach uh, at goldenkey.gift. And you, you've created a code already, correct? Yeah. I mean, I've not seen this done before, but I love this game, this game of abundance. So I've started, you know, the game for our community, my seven chakras, and I've created a link at my seven chakras.com forward slash golden key so seven is a word my seven chakras.com forward slash golden key check out the link play the game i'm looking forward to applying some of the principles that you've outlined in your book we we couldn't go through everything in your book and if we did then it would defeat the purpose of actually getting the book but uh, action drive go to my seven chakras.com forward slash golden key and let's see how we're able to shift the consciousness of this planet through giving and also experimenting, taking action, and seeing what Receiving the universe has. and giving, right? Receiving and giving. And then you have the option to give if you feel inspired. If you don't, that's perfectly fine too, right? right. And and actually, uh, just to add to that, is you guys will have the option to uh, download the ebook or audio book, which I actually narrate because, as you can tell, I like to talk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So Action Tribe, this is just one part of the interview. And next, I'm going over on Brandon's podcast to do another interview where I share about my story, our journey, 
and the podcast and breathwork so make sure that you check out his podcast and his work as well um, and we'll have all the links up in the show note about optimistic and positive head but brandon's been doing this for so many years and it so happens that we started in the same year of 2015 he started in may i started in october and we're both celebrating five years of doing this yeah. so i know for a fact that brandon is a legacy maker he's a long time shifter and there's so many things to learn from what you share mm. thank you for that yeah. <laughs> beautiful reflection you are <laughs> Thank you. And so, Brandon, before you, you go, what is that one thing that you're grateful for? And how can we get to learn more about you? Woo! Love that. One thing I'm grateful for, I'm grateful for you, AJ. You creating this platform and sticking with what you've done for five years as someone who's done that very thing. I know that's not always easy. You know, there's a lot of people who would have given up getting their message out after you know this this much time and um i'm grateful to see you doing what you're doing i'm grateful for the opportunity to to spread this message it's you know i believe we you know my favorite book of all time i'm, I'm throwing out another one now shoot mm-hmm. but uh neil donald walsh wrote a conversation with god also wrote a children's book called the little soul in the sun and i i summarize it in my book and I, you can read it in 10 minutes and i think it's Actually, yeah, probably my favorite book because it shares the story of mankind. And mm-hmm. that is, you know, you everyone that I can help wake up and remember their power, I believe did that as a, because they loved me enough, they said, okay, Brandon, fine. We'll play along with your fantasy of being able to help heal the planet and wake up millions of people. And, and so I'll put myself to sleep and maybe forget my own power just because I love you so much. And I'll suffer in that process, maybe mm. But I love you so much, I'm willing to actually go and play this game, this charade with you in the illusion so that you can have that experience. That's how much I love yourself. And that to me is like, wow, thank you, thank you, thank you for giving me the opportunity to do what I'm doing. And it couldn't happen without others agreeing. And there's deep contracts going on here, soul contracts with with the people in your lives and once you start acknowledging that it's gratitude just like bubbles over from deep <laughs> right wonderful so action tribe if you enjoyed this episode then i'd love to hear from you and i'd like to listen to your voice we've got a new feature on our website that allows you to record your voice in a small audio clip isn't that awesome? All you need to do is go to my7chakras.com, click the blue microphone icon at the bottom and tell us, what did you take away from this episode? Did you, did you feel a shift? Did you learn something new? Did you notice any synchronicities or some aha moments? You're like, oh, this is the message that I was waiting for. I'd love to hear from you and I will share your message with our global community of listeners in 150 countries. Go to our website, my7chakras, hit the blue microphone and record away and record like no one is watching or everyone is watching. Sounds good. Uh, and if you'd like and to... dance while you're at it. And, <laughs> and dance while you're at it. And uh, if you have any comments, feedback for our show, aj at my 7 That's aj at my 7 This is one of our longer interviews, but I was enjoying the conversation so much with Brandon that it, you know, just time just flew by. Brandon, thank you so much for joining us on our show, talking to us about the power of manifesting abundance because it's our birthright and taking us one step closer to a human revolution. 
thank you for listening to My 7 Chakras at My7Chakras.com. That is My S-E-V-E-N Chakras.com. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.